All right, it's Josh Culley here, host of the REI Marketing Weekly, and man, am I excited to announce to you guys a brand new book that is actually coming out very soon. It is available for pre-order right now. It's called the REI Marketing Book. It is literally just a collaboration full of nuggets from 50 of the top real estate investors in the country. It is 100% geared towards helping you with your marketing and your real estate investing business. And how do you get a hold of it? Well, you can simply go to reimarketingbook.com to get a hold of that. Right now, it is available for pre-order and should be published within the next couple of months. So make sure you go grab your copy. We've spent a lot of man hours putting this book together for you guys that is just jam-packed full of nuggets and bits of information about how these guys run their marketing in the real estate investing business. So make sure not to miss out on that. Now let's go ahead and jump into the REI Marketing Weekly for the Who's Crushing It segment. Make sure to take notes and let's make it happen. Welcome back to the REI Marketing Weekly. It's your host, Josh Culler with Color Media and REI.video. And today I'm excited to have a good friend of mine, Brian Snyder, out of just a neighbor. He's like just a stone's throw away down in Indianapolis from me, so just south of where I'm at. Um, so I'm excited to have him on the show today and a good friend of mine as well, Brett Snodgrass, that you work with as well. And then you guys also host an awesome podcast called Simple Wholesaling um, that everybody should be listening to, especially if you're doing wholesaling, obviously. That's but, right, man. Yeah. Thanks Brian, a lot for having it's me. Good so, having you on, yeah. Man. yeah. So yes, yeah, so we got the simple wholesaling podcast and Brett's actually just rebranded that to now. It's now it's the Brett Snodgrass podcast. Yeah. So he's doing his own thing with it. And then we also that. have the, we have the Indie Investor Pod that we also do. If you're investing in Indianapolis, you should definitely check that out. But thanks a lot for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we're going to be talking about primarily TV ads today, what you guys are doing, but something you just mentioned, you have a Indianapolis specific podcast, man, yeah, that so, is awesome. Yeah. I like that. That's a good marketing strategy, right? So what do you guys talk about on that? Yeah. So realistically, we just, I mean, our education is at the heart of everything that we do. So I'm a former teacher, Brett's a former teacher. Um, that's just who we are. Um, it's our way to give back. We feel like we've been more than blessed with what we've been able to um, do here in Indianapolis as far as real estate investing. And just one of the things we realized is that there are so many people that maybe they don't know what they're doing, or maybe they're doing it the wrong way, or maybe they're kind of skirting the lines of legality with some stuff and things. So really, we just wanted to formulate a podcast that was just geared directly towards people that are investing in Indianapolis. So people that are looking to do multiple strategies or for buyers that are buying here in Indianapolis that are maybe out of state, just things like that, that maybe they don't, um, they're not here, they don't understand the pulse, or just maybe they're new or anything like that. So we just wanted to basically do anything with the tips, the tricks, the education, all the different little facets and strategies that you can do here in Indianapolis. And we started doing that this year. We're on episode, we do two episodes a week. Um, we just put out episode 83 today. Um, so we've got a lot of really positive feedback from it. So we've made a lot of great connections. And also it's been great for us to market and just like build our buyers list as well. Yeah. So we've connected with a lot of people that way. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to bring that up because I know that one of the topics that we had discussed before jumping on the show here was marketing to wholesalers. Maybe we'll spill into that or worst case scenario, like I told you, we'll have you on the show again to talk about yeah. it. But um, I wanted you to discuss that real quick because I think that's something that a lot of people miss out on. You guys even said it yourself, you're, you're, you're the heart of everything you do is education. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool. I didn't know that you both had teaching backgrounds as well. But just educating your wholesalers in your specific market, man, what an incredible marketing strategy to bring you consistent deals and make good connections with people. And not just that, but on the back end, the dispositions, the cash buyers list as well. Like, man, that's huge. Yeah, 100%. I think even coming back to some of that teaching stuff is that we do, 
you know, through all of our content that we're doing as well, you know, we have our, our dispo guy, he's on our content stuff, our acquisition guys, they're in our content. Cause I, I really believe when they're teaching like the different strategies and they're doing stuff like that, they understand it so much better themselves. So when it comes to having a conversation with a motivated seller, they know all the ins and outs because they teach it all the time and stuff. So it's really helped us out on that aspect as well. Listen, something on the, uh, to cap that off is like, and you know, this as, as a teaching background, is that one of the best ways to learn something is to teach it, right? Like you, cause oh, you kind of did, you got to dig into it. You got to make sure that your facts are right. You got to make sure that everything you're talking about is accurate and dead on. And then you can teach it to somebody else. And that's, yeah, that's that, a good that way to learn. Is like, that's the highest level of comprehension is when you can teach it to somebody else is yeah. that's, that's when you know you got it. So, yeah. That's huge. All right. Side conversation with that. That was good. We're going to, we're going to extend that out. That's a little bit of a teaser for another episode. We'll have you on. Uh, but man, I appreciate you jumping onto the show. This is going to be a really, really good episode. Like I said, guys, uh, make sure that you do check out those two podcasts, especially if you're in Indianapolis, make sure you do check out that one, but simple wholesaling has been around for a while. Uh, great show. And uh, so I will have all of that linked in the description for below for you guys. So make sure you do check that out. We'll give uh, Brian the opportunity to mention that one more time at the end here. But uh, Brian, for the people that don't know who you are, I want you to give uh, just a brief introduction of who you are, what you do, a little bit of the background of who, who you become. And then we're going to go ahead and get into talking about TV ads for uh, the marketing. Yeah. So I'm Brian Snyder out of Indianapolis, Indiana, and uh, I'm the CEO of Simple Wholesaling. That is our company. That's what we do. Um, Brett Snodgrass started our company um, and in this capacity about eight years ago. He's been in real estate investing for about 14. Started this company about eight years ago and kind of his, his BHAG, his big, hairy, audacious goal was to get out of the business, be able to turn it over to someone. And I came on the team with him about three years ago, not knowing anything about real estate, not knowing anything about what wholesaling was. He brought me on to do marketing. I still don't know really about much about marketing, but that's what he brought me on the team to do. Um, three years later, um, I took over the company just this summer as CEO and, uh, Basically, what we do is we just buy and sell properties all over, over Indianapolis. Um, we do do a lot of wholesale education, and we put a lot of stuff out there for free. Um, we have a Facebook group for uh, wholesalers as well. But really, what we do is we, we buy properties, we clean them out, and then we put them on the market or sell them to investors. That's kind of our strategy. Um, then we also do some owner financing stuff as well. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I want to hit on that one more time is guys like educating your target demographic doesn't just mean, uh, you know, like, you, you know, my, my definition for content marketing guys, you've heard it many times is answering the questions that your target demographic has about your services, your product, your industry. And that I think a lot of people think too small with even because your audience may not even be who you think it is. If your audience, you're always thinking it's motivated sellers, motivated sellers, motivated sellers. Think a little bit outside the box. What if it's wholesalers, like what these guys are doing? Yeah. So just think about that a little bit more. Um, but anyway, so let's go ahead and talk about the TV ads that you're running. I know, uh, so obviously you're in the Midwest and the people that I've heard that have had the most success with TV ads have been in Midwest markets. Now that may be a myth. That's just what I've heard around the block. Um, you know, you, we're both in Collective Genius, the biggest real estate mastermind on the planet. And, um, you know, that's what seems to be the, the, the common occurrence is that. But um, with what you guys are doing specifically in the Indianapolis market, can you open that up just a little bit? Like, what are some of the things that people need to be thinking about with TV ads, how to do them properly, maybe do's and don'ts. So just let's go ahead and open that up and I'll ask questions along the way. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that you have to look at is like, who is your target audience? Who's your avatar for who you want to capture leads from? Our big goal of getting into doing TV, we obviously want to find motivated sellers to be able to buy their properties, get them out of a situation, allow them to take back control of whatever is going on, whether it's a money problem or a house problem with them, we want to be able to give them back control um, by giving them that scenario or giving them different solutions to what their problem is. Um, <clears throat> so really with TV, we want to figure out who that avatar is. 
Um, one of our best avatars that we capture is maybe that person that is, they either need to downsize, they can't keep up their home anymore, they're maybe they're old, maybe they're moving into a retirement home, um, or they're moving into family members or anything like that. That's, that's one of our best avatars. They're still watching TV, they're watching TV in the middle of the day, they're watching, you know, some of the some of the talk shows, things like that. So really, it's figuring out who is your avatar, what they're watching, what they're looking for. They tend to be a little bit more conservative. So those are the types of channels that we're marketing on of who we want to kind of try to capture. And that's that's really what our goal is. And really, all I want to do is get them to look us up, um, whether they, you know, get on the internet, look us up, or they Google us, or they're just giving the call directly from um, the TV ad. And we just want to get them on the phone and figure out what their situation is and help them help them out with a solution. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it has the first point as well, because I think a lot of, you know, wholesaling and acquiring deals and acquiring properties, it's all kind of one in the same, like everybody does the same stuff. So it's really hard to stand out in any way, shape or form. And because everybody does the same stuff, they're cold calling, they're text blasting, they're direct mail. There's little things here and there like running TV ads or even radio ads. I believe those two audiences are extremely similar, if not the same. Um, these are things that you need to be thinking about and doing in your market. And it's not just like, what is everybody else in my market doing? I need to do more or better than what they're doing. Like figure out what they're not doing, because I guarantee you, there's not a whole lot of people that are doing TV ads, especially in the Indianapolis market. Um, there, there's probably a few, maybe a handful of people, but I'm sure you guys are standing out from that specifically. And so I th I'm glad you brought that up because it's not always what it seems when it comes to your target demographic. Like think about, put yourself in their shoes, learn what kind of medium they're consuming. And TV is one of those things, especially for that demographic because of the reasons you gave. Yeah, exactly. And you know, when we first started TV, um, I think Homevestors was the only other you know franchise yeah. or you know company that was doing TV ads that I noticed. Um, so when we when we started doing it, we were really like number two and we wanted to put ourselves out there as that. Now there've been some other people since we started doing other people have picked it up as well. Sure. Um, but it was one of those things that like we wanted to do in any of our marketing, any of our branding, we wanted to set ourselves out there as a professional company. We were no longer those people next door that was like, Hey, I was driving through your neighborhood. I want to buy. No, we are a legit company. This is what we do. We are professionals. We're, you know, we are solution based where we, we provide solutions. It's what we do. We are kind of an organization. We're not a huge company or anything like that, but we are a business company and that's, that's who we are. Um, so be, being on TV, it was able to kind of set us out a little bit more because of that. And it set us up as a, like a legit business. And, and, and with this target demographic being on TV, it's such an incredible authority builder. Like it, it gives you a tremendous credibility. It's just like putting the BBB logo on a, on your direct mail, right? Like if they see that logo yeah. there, that demographic, somebody like myself, I'm 27, uh, Brian, I don't know how old you are, but you're I, you, I just turned 40. I'm an old man compared to you. Yeah. So, so like, but even like the things that matter to you don't matter to me, don't matter okay. to the, the people that are in that target demographic. Right. So yeah. for me, if you, if you're on TV, that builds zero credibility with me, but there are certain things that happen within my target demographic that would build credibility. But right. with this kind of a, a target audience that you're dealing with being on TV, it, it's, it's a tremendous credibility builder. And people will say like, Oh, I saw, I saw that Brian guy on that TV ad. Like he, he must be the go-to, you know, house buyer in our area. So. Yeah. And that's exactly it. And one of the things we realized too is, is with TV. So I am on the commercial, I'm out there and stuff. So we realized, okay, when we do direct mail or when we do other pieces and stuff like that, my face needs to be on those as well. So we can, so that they kind of recognize that we put our other team members on there as well. Yeah. I'm um, just thinking they can identify with other people, but we're like, Hey, I need to put my stuff on there as well. 
And it's just one more piece. They're like, oh, it's that connection piece that they're making yeah. and, and they're calling us from that. Absolutely. So what are some things that uh, people need to understand when it goes into doing the TV ads? Like what, what, what messaging are you guys using inside of that? Is it like we give, you know, fast cash, close, close within seven days, like buy as is like what, what are some of the things that you're talking about inside of that messaging? Yeah, honestly, it's all those. We're using all those same buzzwords that everybody's using because that's kind of, you still want to be a little gimmicky a little bit, yeah. I guess, when you're doing TV yeah. and um, the people that we go through with Darren Domay, he's in Collective Genius as well yeah. with Bullseye Branding and and they've, they've tested it everywhere. They've, they've done so many different commercials and they've kind of, they know the formula. They said, this is the commercial that works. And that's what we ran with. And we didn't know what else to do. I didn't yeah. like, I have ideas. I always have ideas, but I'm like, no, I'm going to trust them and see what works. And it does work. So we use all the typical, like, Hey, we, you know, there's no repairs, no, you know, no closing cost, And, you know, we can close whenever you want to all that type of stuff. Um, and that's, that's really what we're going for. Um, and, it, and it's kind of funny of just like when, it's just, it gives the legitimacy of, of what we want to do and what we do, but then it's, it's leading them to our website is, you know, we say simple quarters, simple quarters is our buying entity. So we say simple quarters a million times in the commercial. And what it does is it leads them to either Google us or go to our website. And once they go there, it's no longer about the buzzwords. They're educating themselves on what we actually do, who we actually mm -hmm. are. So when that lead comes in now off of whether they put it in on our website or they put it in through Google or they're calling us and they, they have been on our website. Now we're realizing that our leads are now educated leads. Yes. So they're not just like, Hey, I'm just, you know, I want to, I saw you, you know, I, I saw your mailer, like what's, what are you going to offer me for your house? They understand like, Oh, I'm going to call them. They're going to, they're going to talk to me. They're going to ask me questions. Then they're going to come out and see my house and then they're going to give me an offer. So it's kind of alleviated some of that because now they're, we're gearing everybody right towards our website and now they become educated leads as well. So two things I want to capitalize with there. Number one is that, again, there's that word education that you're bringing back into the mix. That's like, yeah. that's, that's obviously at the top of your guys' mind and it obviously works very well. So the second thing is, it's not just the ad that you guys are running. It's the back end side of that. So once they do click on the website or they, they type in the website, cause you can't click on a TV ad, you got to type in the website and they go to that website. What are they going to find there? That's at that point, the user experience. So are they going to be able to find what they're looking for fairly easy? Are they going to be able to educate themselves in order to make a good decision on filling out that landing page, you know, the web form or giving you a call, whatever it is that call to action is. But that's an important piece that a lot of people miss out on is that back end side of the TV ad. So, I mean, you could send all the, you could collect, you know, a hundred leads a day from TV ads, but if they're going to a website that has no optimization, that's going to help them find the direction they're looking for, you're going to lose all of that. So I think that's really important for people to understand. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up as well. So then uh, after that, like, what are some things that you guys are looking at to gauge the metrics for that, make decisions on like, hey, should we put more into TV? Should we do another TV ad? And I know, I understand, you know, Darren, Darren and his team, they probably do a lot of that analysis for you. But um, what are some things that you guys are looking at to make sure that that ROI is coming back for you? Yeah, and, and realistically, I've had a, I had a conversation with a few people over the last couple of weeks on um, people that have started TV or doing, you know, whether it's whether they're going through Darren or doing it on their own as well. Just a couple of people that have done TV and they said, man, I, I can't like I've been in it for six months and I've only got four deals from it. And I'm like, have you looked at all of your data? Have you looked at all of your leads? So yeah. one of the things I noticed right away is like once we started doing TV, yes, our TV ads, like our, our leads came in from TV. People were calling that number that was on the screen and stuff like that but also our website leads were up, our Google leads mm. were up, our direct mail leads were up. So it's one of those things, it's kind of hard to yeah. like quantify it a little bit yeah. on saying like, hey, how many leads are we actually getting from it? 
but you're, then you kind of look at, you know, I've looked at with Darren of just like, okay, the a TV commercial like ran during this time now. So then that, in that next half hour, we had five leads come in. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, you can look at it as, as compared to, you know, when the TV ad runs, when your leads come in, you can look at it that way. But honestly, I, I like to be as hands off as possible. Sure. Um, yeah. And I know sometimes like I'm a math person. That's what I used to teach is math. So I love the numbers. Oh, no. I love the analytics. So when I get into oh, it, no. I really get into it. <laughs> but also it's one of those things of just like, it's been pretty easy to the fact of like, Hey, I know that for any of my other lead sources, direct mail, PPC, um, you know, radio, any of that other stuff, if I put a dollar into it, I want to get $3 out of it. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's my metric. That's what I go by. That's pretty standard. I think for here, for Indianapolis, there's obviously some leads that you get a lot, you know, some better with. And I've just known that since I've put a dollar into TV, I've been able to get four and a half out of it so far, Mm -hmm. um, just based off of like kind of the time that leads come in. And that's, and that's really what I look at. And I love it because I don't want to have to, I don't have to get into the numbers of this one yet. I can basically be hands off and say, Hey, all I'm doing is we're doing this and and that's what's going with. Um, And then kind of off of that as well, we did start radio along with TV about six months after we started TV, we started doing radio too, just to see if we could legitimize it a little bit more, just get our message out there a little bit more. And then same thing. Once we started doing that, our website leads came up, mm. our, our Google leads came up as well. So I would love to be able to be on here and be like, Hey, this is like, we're going to like oh, yeah. really lead into this. And like every time a commercial runs, we get eight leads. I, I don't really know, but I do know that like, since it is like all of our lead sources are up and that's really what I'm looking at right there. Yeah. It's almost like arbitrage leads. So mm-hmm. I think, I think something to think about too is, so first of all, what the website that you're putting on the actual ad is that a specific URL that you know, like, hey, they go, if, if somebody clicked on this URL, that means that that came from the ad. Um, it's, it's, our it's still a generalized website. Yeah, yeah. so it's, okay. it, it works for all of our stuff. So if somebody gets a direct mail um, from us and they, yeah, they like, oh, the Simple Quarters sent me direct mail, they want to buy my house, they go to simplequarters.com. So that's, it's all yeah. operating off the same website. Um, so that's probably is something that we can kind of maybe split up or anything, but we like our website. It's working for us right now. Absolutely. So I don't want to change it. Absolutely. So, but that, but there's a lesson there. Like, you know what, you know that the numbers went up when you ran those ads because you were previously tracking them in the first place. So before you even started running the TV ads, before you started running those radio ads, you were tracking the numbers so you could see the trajectory. So you're, you're maybe doing this before TV and then TV hits and then it does this, you know, that's something to think about as well. I think that not just like, like you're saying, like, you don't have the numbers to be able to dive in and like this lead came from here, you know, whatnot, that, that, that's okay. Like, it's the fact that you are tracking the numbers prior to doing the TV ad. So now you can actually see leads are going up. And that was during the time period of running the ads on TV. And then they went up even more during the radio ads. So I, that's a lesson to be learned for people is making sure that you track your numbers in, in that scenario, because now you'll be able to see like, Hey, TV, like if I pour more fuel on that fire, it's going to go up again. And then yeah. now you just got to make sure fulfillment on the back end is, is, is where it needs to be. Yeah. So. And we have, we have upped our TV a little bit. Um, basically we, we upped it like 50% um, in the last four months and we have, we mm-hmm. still, we've seen an increase in what we're doing and stuff like that. That was honestly through the election too, um, where the election, you know, the prices were outrageous for TV commercials and stuff like that. Yeah. We stayed pat. We, we still did the same thing. Um, just, you know, put the same amount of money in and stuff like that. And we, we, our leads were still coming through and things. So it was working even during that time. Yeah. But, but again, there's another lesson there because during the election time, it, what do you do? Marketing, all you're doing is paying for is, is yeah. attention. All, all you're doing is yeah. paying for is the attention that is bringing that way. So that's why Facebook ads 
the cost of Facebook ads has gone up because the attention, there's more attention on Facebook. That's why they've gone up. Like people are like, oh, Facebook ads don't work anymore because they're way too expensive. They've gone up. Um, same thing for PPC. Like PPC was dirt cheap 10, 15 years ago and now it's gone up significantly. Well, it's because everybody's freaking using Google, right? So like that's, that's the attention where everybody's going to. And so for you during the time period of the election and even during the holidays, there was more attention on the TV and so that's why TV ads went up more. Everybody's watching the election results. And then now they're starting to watch Christmas movies on, you know, TNT or whatever. Like that's what's happening is there more attention. So that's a good lesson to be learned too. I think that you guys continue to push through that during the holidays and being willing to pony up the dough. I mean, you haven't lost momentum, obviously. Right. And I mean, as you know, like a lot of the stuff when it comes to marketing, a lot of it's just consistency too. Of, yeah. You know, there were a lot of people that we know of that kind of like they once election started or once kind of November rolled around, they said, Hey, I'm not going to do TV anymore. Even ended October. Like now we're going to keep doing it. And I think December was our second biggest month of the year. And I think that was one of the reasons because we didn't hold back at all. We said, Hey, we're still going to do it. We're still going to send direct mail. We're still going to send, we're still going to do TV. We're still going to do all this stuff. We're still going to, it's, it's in my budget. I'm going to spend it. So it's not rocket science guys. This is the truth, right? <laughs> so like it, consistency is a huge thing in, in anything that you do in marketing. Right. And consistency, I think, is, uh, you know, that's obviously a big piece that people miss out on because they want results like yesterday um, and they're not willing to be patient enough for that. Um, or, the, you know, in this scenario, they're not willing to pay to keep that consistency going because ads are going up. But hey, if you're getting the results, if you're getting that one to three return, then it makes sense. Like, why would you not keep doing that? So if you got to, if your numbers got to go up, then hey, if it's, if it's creating results, getting you deals, then you still need to do it, right? Um, so man, this has been extraordinary, like incredible information that you've given us on TV. I, like I told you before we hopped on the show that we haven't really had many people on here talking about TV ads and how they're doing it and doing it successfully. I've had a couple people kind of skim over it, but not go deep into it like this. Uh, before I let you go, is there anything else that has to do with TV ads and advertising that you could share with us? Maybe a do, maybe a don't, some tips or whatever, um, that you could cap off with. Yeah, I just, I think a lot of people that I know, like in the, before we even started doing TV, like I didn't even think about it. I didn't think it was an option just because I always assumed it was too expensive, but honestly, it hasn't been that bad at all. Um, I know every market's different here in the Midwest. We put 15 grand in a month um, for our TV and that's, you know, we started off at 10, we've upped it to 15 and we're getting that return back. Like I said, at least like three or four times um, on that. So it's been pretty good. But I think one of the things with that is don't let this cost kind of scare you away. It does seem like a lot of money sometimes, but if you're ready for that, if you're built for that, then I think it's a good option. But then also too, like I said, I like to, I, was, I, I don't know anything about TV ads. I don't need anything about like, Hey, what channel to put it on or when to do this, what time? I don't know that stuff. I found somebody that could do that for me and yeah. they've been awesome with it. So I'd say if you, you know, know what your strengths are. That's not one of my strengths. I needed to find somebody that could do that for me. So, you know, get hooked up with somebody yeah. if you need to um, for that kind of stuff and let them handle it for you. Cause that's, that's what they're good at. That's a good lesson. And that's, that's something that again, a lot of people don't think about is like, they want to bootstrap and do everything themselves. And then it, they, they suck at it. Like, like you, you obviously know a good amount about this, but you allow the professionals the people that know what they're doing to actually do the work. And, and I saw Darren uh, present at CG uh, at the last event, and he, he is incredible that everything that he was showing and talking about. And just uh, so like you guys putting the trust in them to allow them to do their thing is a really big component to the success that you've been having with it. Because yeah. a lot of problem is like the people, the people that hire them, they want to put their hands in it and say, Oh wait, can we do this instead? You're not the pro. 
So yeah. And that's exactly what I, that was my conversation with Darren. I was like, honestly, I don't want to talk to you. Like, I don't like, <laughs> yeah, I, if I have the leads coming in we don't need to talk and that's a good thing. So I'll give you, you know, I'll tell you, thank you and congratulate you and stuff like that. But like, I don't want to have to talk to you. If I do have to talk to you, it's not a good thing probably. So listen for a marketer, that's a dream client. I don't want to <laughs> talk to you. That's a, <laughs> that's a dream client. So you, you're doing good. Anyway, man, Brian, this has been incredible. I appreciate you sharing everything you have. I do want to give you one more opportunity for people to connect with you. Uh, if they want to do that, what would be the best way to do that? Obviously, I want you to mention the podcast again, and then how somebody could connect with you or Brett, uh, you know, personally and one-on-one if they want to connect. Yeah, definitely. So you can reach out to me, uh, best way, just through email. That's brian at simplewholesaling.com, or you can reach out to the owner of our company. We know Brett, um, you can reach out to him at brett at simplewholesaling.com. Um, definitely check out the Brett Snodgrass podcast, formerly the Simple Wholesaling podcast. Um, good stuff on there, or the Indie Investor Pod, if you're interested in Indianapolis investing or just knowing what's going on with us. Um, we also have a, a Facebook group, Wholesaling Made Simple. If you're looking to wholesale and looking to know a little bit more, we put daily vlogs out, some education on that on that standpoint. But uh, yeah, just let me know if I can help you out in any way. But Brian at simplewholesaling.com, that's the easiest way. Absolutely. And and Brian, if you if you got like one more one or two more minutes, I want to do talk about yep. one more thing that you guys got on that has nothing to do with real estate, nothing to do with marketing. Uh, one thing that I have very much admired about Brian and Brett is the 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 ability for them to take what they've done in their business and apply it to um, just giving back and, and doing God's work and everything. Like I, I commend that very much. It's something I look up to you guys a lot. Uh, and, and at the previous CG event, Brett actually hosted the, uh, what are they called? The, the, the generous, um, genius. generous genius. Yeah. He, he, he uh, hosted that, uh, that part of it and had his, that, that charity that you guys deal with. Um, come in from Guatemala or whatnot. And that, that was incredible. And I've had so many conversations with Brett alone talking about stuff like this. And he shares my vision. You know, one of my goals is to support hundred missionaries in my lifetime. And uh, thanks to CG that, you know, I had, a, I think 17 CG members volunteer to be a part of that as well. So that was insane. Like now we're up to like almost 40 missionaries that we're supporting. So awesome. I, I might get to that number pretty quick, but seeing you guys do that and, and what you're, what you're taking with your business and not just you know, building yourselves up and, but doing what you're doing for others is absolutely incredible to me. So um, you guys, Brett, Brett and Brian, these guys are, are outstanding first-class people that you definitely want to connect with and, and, you know, get on their level. So, yeah, I, I think with anything with business, you have to be who you are. You have to come through, like your person has to come out in your business. That's who we are. Our, our mission is that we want to, you know, bring opportunity to everybody we encounter while we spread the kingdom of God. That's, that's what we do. That's our mission statement. Um, that's, that's who we are as people. And that's what we want to do with our business. Our team is all about that as well. Um, one of the coolest things we do, it's my, my favorite thing we do every week is we keep, uh, so in all of our conversations, whether we're talking to motivated sellers, buyers, or whoever, we, one of the questions we always ask them, if, if there's anything we could be praying about them for, um, mm. then we gather like that list. And then at the end of each week, at the end mm. of our town hall meeting each week, we pray over that list. So we have one of our team members wow. lead that pray over all the people that we just, that needed prayers that week. It's one of my favorite things. It's, it's so powerful, but it's also it's people always ask me that question of like, well, if you put yourselves out there as a Christian, will people really want to do business with you or like, yeah, that, if they don't want to, maybe I don't want to do business with them anyway yeah. or anything. I'm yeah. not going to like, not, I'm not going to hold that back from anybody, but if yeah. they want to, but I a hundred percent think that people have, uh, with just who we are in nature, I think it's br it brought us a lot more deals than, than kept us away yeah. from deals. Oh man. I, I can attest to that, man. Like totally putting God first, 
in, in your business is going to be life-changing for it. And, and that's, that's convicting to me. You guys do that with uh, asking, you know, is there anything we could pray for? That's, that's huge. I'm going to start doing that too. Yeah. Um, but man, that's incredible. I wanted to just hit on that real quick. Cause I know that's a, that's a big deal to you guys. That's a big deal to me. Um, so if you're listening right now and that's something that, that you've come away with as well, like, again, I want you to connect with these guys they are absolutely incredible. Brian, I'm going to have to let you go. I appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for being on. I look forward to having you back again soon. Yeah. Take care, Josh. Thanks. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's episode. We appreciate you jumping on and joining us today. If you haven't already, make sure you have subscribed to the show. If you're on Apple Podcasts right now is the time to go back to the the, uh, homepage of this show, leave a five-star review with your feedback. I would much appreciate that. And if you haven't already, make sure you have picked up the REI Marketing book. At this point in the year, I think when this episode has come out, the book should already be out, the REI Marketing book. It's about 200 pages, just jam-packed full of marketing strategies from some of the top real estate investors in the world jam-packed in there. So make sure you do pick that up. It's only a $4.97 like shipping, uh, free plus shipping offer. Yes, it's going into my marketing funnel for you guys. So if you've got that hint, but go pick it up. It is not just a little gimmick or a lead hook or anything. It actually has tremendous value. So one more time, the REI marketing book, uh, reimarketingbook.com is where you can go pick that up. Thank you so much for joining us today and we'll catch you on the next one. See you later.